spooky friends, and welcome to another episode of Storytime with the Scariest Podcast. Woo! I'm Robin Grace, this is Adam Diaz. Hello. I totally thought I mixed those up, but I said I'm right. This is Scariest. <laughs> we read stories, your homegrown horrors. Adam, tell us what those are. Before I do that, shout out to Laura and 588 who just resubscribed for the sixth month using their Twitch Prime subscription. Robin, Twitch Prime is a derivative of Amazon Prime. Tell us how that works. So a twitch.tv account is totally free. If you have Amazon Prime, you can get Twitch Prime. It's totally included. You just link your Amazon account to your Twitch account and you can subscribe to a channel of your choice once every 28 or 30 days or something like that. So, And yeah. basically it's $5 for free. You don't pay anything. You're getting that with your Amazon Prime subscription. And that comes to us if you pick our channel, which is super awesome. Also, shout out to the Snarked, who just resubscribed for the 15th month. It says, happy subversary. Pretty good. Laura Ann's message so there was, yeah, it worked. I know that they're having I some trouble getting their yeah. <laughs> message to come through. Glad that did finally work. However, like Robin said, this is a story time episode, which means we're reading Homegrown Horror. And she already asked me to explain what those are. Homegrown Horrors are the paranormal, spiritual, supernatural, spooky, creepy, sometimes true crime, sometimes coincidental stories that you have experienced your friends, your family, anyone that you know that you're comfortable sharing that story with us. Uh, we definitely want to hear about them. So feel free to share them and we will read them on the Storytime episodes. My voice is starting to go a little bit. You can email storytime at scarish.com. You can also go to our social medias, facebook.com slash scarishpodcast, at scarishpod on Twitter and at scarishpodcast on the Insta or our website, scarish.com. You're so hip now. Click on contact us. I've literally been saying that for like a year. Uh, and you can reach out to us in those various ways to get us your stories. We're going to be reading four tonight. Pretty excited. How about you? Pretty excited. It, I feel like it's been a really long time since we did the last one. So it's kind of cool. It's only been an extra day. We took off uh, Christmas Day to spend with our families. Yeah, so happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Hopefully, I know there's still more days of Hanukkah. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And hopefully you folks enjoyed your Wednesday off as well. I'm hoping no one out there had to work. And for anyone who did, thank you so much because you're probably providing an invaluable service that most of us could not be without. So thank you to everyone who worked on Christmas. You guys yeah. are amazing. I believe I'm going to be the first person that reads tonight. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive right into it. You go, I guess. Her. Cool. The subject of this first one is Sleep Paralysis Demon. So you already got my attention. And it starts out like this. Hey, Robin. Hey, Adam. <laughs> I was just like, oh, are they going to skip you this time? That's right. Funny. I got skipped last week, too. Hello. I'm so excited to be doing this finally. My name is Leia, and I have some scary stories right here for you. Is it Leia or Leia? It's L-E-A. And since I just saw Star Wars, my mind immediately went to Leia. So it could be Leia. I think they will make the cut. I have a story for you, and it's themed closets in particular. Okay, so interesting. So until I was roughly 10, I slept in a shared bed with my brother. He was 8, and I was 10 when this happened. The room we shared was a normal-sized room, two closets, and space for two normal beds. One closet was mine, and the other was my brother's. My closet was a little bit different in design. It was dark brown and honestly looked like it was going to fall apart at any moment. It's kind of funny because Robin has her own closet, which is in this room that we're currently in. Uh, and it's pretty. It has a closet organizer. She's also added some organization stuff in there. It's very full and it looks very lovely. And oh, then there's thanks. my closet, which is a board that's bent and a bar to hang stuff from, and that is it. So one of these days I'm going to get around. You should put uh, an organizer like that in there. I agree. It would be nice. So I understand what you're saying here when you say that it looks like it's going to fall apart at any moment because that's how mine has looked for years. Back to the story. 
Another thing that was peculiar about it was that it had an extra little compartment at the end. It was a sliding door and it had a small dark little room on the other side. That's terrifying. Being 10, I was shit scared of that little room because of the shit my brain made me think about. It was dark and just small. When we moved into the house, I was told lots of short little horror legends about this room and what it contained. One, I wonder who's telling these legends. One legend that freaked me out the most the was ghosts one, are telling the stories what's that the ghosts are telling the stories well, it's another more terrifying situation. <laughs> the one that freaked me out the most was one that said quote a man was punished by being put in there and never let out now you can see how a small child's imagination can stretch that story after that i started to have bad dreams about it and to start to not want to use my wardrobe only because of that a few nights later i had a bad dream and couldn't fall back asleep I remember wanting to just die because I was so bloody scared of that dumbass closet. During the night, I swear to God, later that night, I heard mumbling coming from the closet, and I'm pretty sure I passed out because I don't remember much from that night. Is it creepier if the mumbling is a ghost or if the mumbling is somebody who's snuck in just kind of creeping in your closet? I guess it really depends on what you're scared of. I think it would be creepier if it was an intruder because they can physically harm you. Where ghosts tend to scare you a little bit more than physical harm. I mean, it's not like you never heard a ghost story where someone didn't get hurt or anything like that. But for yeah. me, it's an intruder. What about you? Um, I'm afraid of the unknown. <laughs> I'm. What de- does that mean? I mean, I. I, I That's think- not an answer, Robin. You gave yourself two choices. <laughs> I'd be scared of both. They're both unknowns. So you both, you just go to max level scared no I'd matter what? I'd be max what. level scared. It doesn't matter. There's mumbling coming out of my fucking closet. And you're immediately terrified. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. I swear the following night I got sleep paralysis and I got horrible nightmares from this experience. I can recall even hallucinating one night. I saw him walk out of that closet and he was tall and creepy as fuck with blood dripping off of him and other shit my brain made up. Probably one of the most traumatizing experiences I've ever had because I still have this dream every now and then. Wow. Oh, no. If I kept having that dream. Throughout the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be intense. It is official that every time I get sleep paralysis, he is there, and it looks like he haunts me all the time. Thanks so much. Sorry for any spelling mistakes or anything. A bye with a heart emoji. Well, thank you so much for sending that in. That was really, really, really good and uh, kind of terrifying. I wonder if anyone else has a uh, history of like your sleep paralysis demon showing up when you were a kid and then just persisting throughout the rest of your life. Because we've definitely heard stories of folks that have grown out of sleep paralysis. We've also heard uh, stories from folks that just have had sleep paralysis since they were very young. So, I don't know. Send us your stories if that's the case. Yeah. Right on. All right. So, I'm going to get into my first email here. The first homegrown horror that I'm going to read for the night is titled, My Grandfather Was a Freemason, which is so fucking cool. That sounds interesting. I shit. know. Uh, all right. It goes. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Hey, I did I throw you off with an extra (laughs) greeting there? Sounded like your brain melted. I don't know. Okay, stop. Okay, so I'm a new listener and absolutely love the podcast. Welcome. Um, Shout out to this great coast who has resubscribed for the eighth month. Thank you so much. Using their Twitch Prime subscription. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, you guys can also subscribe if you go to twitch.tv slash garish podcast just saying okay so uh, that that's for the listeners that's for the listeners not the folks that are like i'm watching it yeah i'm watching right it now, Robin, uh, okay um, every 6 30 p.m pacific standard time oh, on wednesdays except for today which is a thursday because this wednesday was christmas merry christmas happy holidays y'all go ahead and get back to that email robin i was listening to your episode about the moving coffins when i briefly mentioned well, no you didn't mention it we mentioned it 
Uh, I was listening to your episode about the moving coffins when you briefly mentioned the Freemasons, and I immediately knew that I had to share this story. I'm listening from the north of England, and my family has lived here for generations. Ooh. Neither me nor my parents are... I added that. (laughs) It's not in the email. The little ooh is not in the email. Just me. I figured that was you, yeah. So neither me nor my parents are particularly religious, but my grandparents absolutely are, especially my grandfather. My grandfather was a super normal dude for the most part. He worked at the docks as a ship repairer and loved spending time with my mom, her two siblings, and my grandmother. However, when my mom was about three years old, uh, my grandfather joined the Freemasons. That's interesting. I wonder how you join. I don't know. Probably just sign up, right? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff you have to do. Like, there's a quest you have to go on. I'm just thinking they walk in, they give them a clipboard, and they're like, here, sign up. I think you have to kill a bunch of wolves, and then after that, like, goblin assassins. (laughs) I might be thinking about the intro to World of Warcraft for the human race. I can't quite remember. Okay. Then again, I'm not a Freemason, so I wouldn't know. Anyway, so, he and my grandmother never kept secrets from each other throughout their marriage. From when they met, when they were 16... The feels that's cute. That is cute. Uh, right. Shout out to Lady Emo zero nine one eight who just followed us on Twitch. Thank you very much, Lady Thank Emo. Thank you. From when they met when they were sixteen, right up until my grandfather joined the Freemasons. As you may know, one of the rules of the Masons is the vow of secrecy that has to be taken upon joining with a penalty of having your tongue ripped out Jesus. if you break it. Did they say as you know to start? Because I did definitely I did not know that. I didn't know. Um, well, I think the rule of be- secrecy. So the I having still didn't to be. Know that. Oh, okay. It's not. Okay, um, I know about Fight Club. The first two rules are you don't talk about it, which I just broke because I talked about it. Bit of an overreaction, in my opinion. After my grandfather attended his first meeting, my grandmother waited up for him to come home to ask him all about it and was incredibly upset when he refused to tell her anything that went on. Aww. The Mason secrecy vow caused more upset in their marriage than anything else because my grandmother just couldn't understand what could be so important and special that he couldn't tell her. He was moving coffins. That's what it was. Oh, my God. All my... You're so dumb. All my family could gather about the Freemasons was a few details from things my grandfather did and the things the family was included in. One odd detail was that my grandfather used to save up money for whiskey, something that was difficult for my family because whiskey was a luxury we could barely afford. Another thing my mother remembers was events that the Masons would throw, usually at the head of the Northern Masons place. He was some lord, which is kind of fucking insane to me. I can't wrap my head around the fact that my local aristocracy are, were, high up Masons. Speaking of levels of Masons, I'd kind of like to discuss the 33 degrees of the Freemasons and the connection to the occult. It's the strangest thing to me. Just really fast, just pausing. This email is absolutely amazing. (laughs) I am learning so much. Like, this is really good. Yeah. Uh, My grandfather, as I said, was just a dude, not some crazy Illuminati guy. And while he wasn't super high up, he was at about the third slash fourth degree and was head of his lodge. Nice. I often hear people bringing up Masons in conspiracy theories, describing them as members of the occult, and it almost instantly invalidates the theory for me because I know from my own experience that most Freemasons are just like my grandfather was. Middle-aged or older Christian, not devil-worshipping men, who went to the meetings and probably just kicked about. The only thing that was even slightly culty or occulty was the rituals, which came in three degrees. But even they were just like poems or plays. Unfortunately, my grandfather passed away when I was 10, and I didn't Mm. get a chance to ever talk to him about it. Although he likely wouldn't have told me much anyway. 
It is interesting to hear all the conspiracy theories and scary stories about the Freemasons because I have that connection and know a lot of it is misinformation. They're basically an overzealous, slightly odd religious slash Christian group. I don't know how scary this group is, but it really spooked me when I found out since I've heard the group thrown around so much in theories and the like. Anyway, feel free to use this on the show if you'd like. I don't mind it at all. I just felt like sharing my experience with other spooky friends because it might be a bit of an insight into the not-as-spooky-as-expected Freemasons. <laughs> Thanks for all the fantastic podcasts. I listen to them all the time when I'm drawing slash working. Keep up the spooky work. Emma. Sorry, that took me a long time to get... At. It was like my brain was pressing enter, enter, enter. There's a lot of the space bottom. between the last paragraph um, and the name, so I think it's funny because like you basically just vocalized the white space. <laughs> Thank Good you work. so much, Emma. I think uh, this... That was fantastic. Yeah, it was really informative. Um, and I think it's something we kind of needed to know. Yeah, I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there that involve the Freemasons, mainly because they're a trade organization that's just been around for a really, really long time. So when people have theories, especially about things that have been built, they are like, someone has to know about it. And obviously the work probably would have run through them at some point. So uh, I am interested at some point in doing them as a topic, because a lot of the stuff that we've done before has dabbled in it. And we've not really gone down that rabbit hole because you wind up connecting like two separate topics you know what i mean yeah. so at some point we're definitely going to do the freemasons and the illuminati as separate topics and i know that those two things are going to overlap we in should just some become ways. men of letters men of letters i hate you so much <laughs> oh supernatural um uh, all right so yeah so before we move on we're going to take a quick a commercial break and we're back okay so i'm gonna move on to my second and my final email of the show and the subject is a couple stories and it starts out like this hey oh hello hey oh my name is christina hey yo and i live on hey, long Adrian. island in new york wow <laughs> i absolutely love your podcast thank you so much i found it on spotify in parentheses q adam shout out spotify shout out spotify you're the only podcast that i listened to and i was going to originally wait until i was all caught up but i had extra time today and i figured i could just send my stories now my home growing up is definitely haunted, and I have many stories from that house. This will be long, because I probably won't get around to telling them at a different time. Please feel free to pick and choose which you share, or share them all. We have chosen to share them all. So, strap in. So, to start, my mom's house is about 100 years old. In our neighborhood, our house was the first on the block, and growing up, it wasn't surprising to get a couple of ghostly apparitions or strange midnight noises. I moved out when I graduated high school, but my mom still lives there. It's a two-story brick home. The stairs going up to the second floor and going down to the basement are both in the kitchen. Wow, so the kitchen just branches off to the upstairs and the downstairs. Gotcha. Under the stairs is where we have a pantry, and there is a wall that separates it from the living room. It sounds almost like the area that Harry Potter lived in if you put a pantry there instead of a bed to cage a child. If you are in the pantry, there is a hallway to the left which leads to... From the den, in parentheses, computer room, to the kitchen, to the right is the dining room, and behind the wall is the living room. Okay, so this, like, pantry has entries and exits all over the place. Uh, I mean, I don't think... How does the pantry have walkways? I would guess there's just, like, doors to exit into certain spots, or it's, like, I don't know, hidden passageways. It sounds pretty awesome. I'm glad we have some idea, because I think everyone's idea of what your house looks like is different in their mind's yeah. eye right now. But not bad. I'm just imagining the, the Harry Potter space under the stairs. That's it. Me too. Just with doors that Harry could have escaped. Now that you have a better understanding of the layout, my first story starts like this. 
My mom is a night owl, an insomniac, some might say. One night, when I still lived at home, I had come down the stairs to grab some snacks. My mom heard me come down the stairs and began rummaging through the pantry. So, you're rummaging through the pantry. She wasn't. Okay, got you. She was watching TV facing the wall in between the dining room and hallway when she saw me, in quotations, peek around the corner in the dining room. She thought it was so. She thought it was me, so she didn't say anything. Then I, in quotation marks, peeked around the corner two or three more times before she said, Christina, what the hell are you doing? To which I replied, getting a snack. She then told me to come into the living room because she wanted to see what I was wearing. To my mom's surprise, I was wearing all black, pretty usual for me. The figure that peeked over the wall was wearing all white. Needless to say, I noped the fuck out and went back to bed. Pretty sure I'm a narcoleptic, so I was more tired than creeped out, so it didn't take too long for me to fall asleep. That's kind of weird. Seeing someone that's peeking around the corner wearing the opposite opposite? color clothes than the person that's actually there. Yeah, that's super creepy. All right, moving on. Growing up, my brother, who is 14 years older than me, and my dad did not get along. They are two alike, and their, quote, not-so-great qualities don't really sync up. I would often hear their disembodied voices coming from the basement of them arguing growing up when I was home alone. Sorry, Robin, because it mentioned the I'm basement. Just, the idea of disembodied voices kind of freaks me out. <laughs> well, yeah, because you hear disembodied and you instantly think, like, oh, you mean a ghost? ghost? No, no, they're just arguing in the basement and you can hear the voices coming up. Sorry, that sounded way too much like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> ghosts. That's not what Scooby-Doo sounds like, but okay. Fuck He's you. a big old dog, okay. I thought you were talking about the show Scooby-Doo, and anyone in the Scooby-Doo show could have said that. No, 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 the actual I was just trying to sneak one by, and I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids. So, fuck you. That's what that guy really wanted to say at at the end of every (laughs) Scooby-Doo when they captioned him. was like, fuck you, because they ruined it for him. Anyways, the email goes on to say, yikes, like they knew I was going to go off on that tangent. The next story is one of my sisters. She is 11 years older than me. Yes, I was an oops, but a cute one, I might add. That's hilarious. (laughs) One night, her and our old pup were sleeping upstairs when she woke up suddenly, seemingly for no reason. Buddy was a terrible guard dog, and whatever was there made him run out of the room. That's so sad. It's so cute, though. I can just see the dog being like, fuck this, I'll find a new owner. My sister had a clamshell of sorts that held some of her jewelry when out of nowhere it flew off her nightstand and shattered against the wall, sending jewelry in all directions. Now, I know what you might be thinking, this is bullshit, but let me tell you, my mom has video evidence that something in the house likes to steal and break things. It sounds like there's a goblin or an elf that lives in your house. She recently got a camera in her kitchen to watch underwear gnomes. It's hilarious. (laughs) No underwear! Fuck your jewelry! That's exactly what happened. We've gotten to the bottom of it now. She recently got a camera in her kitchen to watch the stairs. In parentheses, she has a new tenant down there. And has video evidence of something unseen crinkling a bag of bread on the table. And within 15 seconds, the bag scaled the six-seater table and landed on the floor. Yeah, no thanks. That video needs to be sent to us because I totes want to see it. My sister lived in the basement apartment for about a year or two. Why? Why would you live in the basement? When she first got married, probably because it was... When you first got married, too? Why would you want to live in the basement? I have friends that lived in the basement when they first got married. Really? I imagine since it's an apartment, it's furnished, and it's probably cheap because it's in her mom's house. So but it's what, not... how, how big is it? Really big. Usually basements are around the same size as the house is. It's just like, it's whether or not you put up walls or divide up the room. Sometimes it's a space like a loft, but 
I mean, a basement apartment isn't what you're thinking. You think it's terrified and full of hauntings, and sometimes think, they're really, I, really nice. I think it's the size of, like, a studio. I don't think it's, like, big, you know? I mean, I imagine can... our house, and then imagine if it had a basement, and it's just one giant room, and how you could put walls up, and how you'd like to can divide it into a living down space. There? You can put a bunch of stuff down there. You can put its own bathroom, its own kitchen. You can do all that stuff. Is it, like, a fire hazard? No. Safety hazard? It's like, is it a fire hazard to have one on your main floor or on your second floor? Well, there's no way to get out. What do you mean? If the stairs don't, if you can't climb up the stairs, you're dead. Yeah, but I mean, that's like saying you, if you can't go out your door, you're I mean, dead. if you want ghosts, that's how you get ghosts. There's windows in most basements, too. There's like usually a window about three quarters of the way up. Your inexperience with basements just simply <laughs> baffles me. You've seen John's basement. There's windows. You can but get out of there also, if there's a fire. Is Wait, is there a door out? Or do you have to go up the stairs? You have to go up the stairs. Well, see, you'd still die if you couldn't get up the stairs. Whatever. There's windows that you could climb out of, which is the whole point to this argument. This is ridiculous. Everyone's <laughs> watching like, how has this chick never seen a basement? <laughs> All right. Going to get back to it. Don't even know where I was. Okay, here we go. She had her first child while living there, and one night while they were snuggling, my sister saw a black figure walk down the basement stairs and through the door leading into the laundry room. She picked up the baby and went to the bedroom. Another time she was washing dishes and was home alone when something snapped her bra strap from behind. Sounds like my sister. Right? That basement was always a, quote, run for your life when the light is off kind of basement. Yeah, if that's the case, then I don't know why anyone would want to live down there as their first apartment. Lastly, a story of my own. That was a weird sound that came from my throat when I said lastly. <laughs> lastly, a story of my own. <laughs> lastly on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> my sister went to a psychic medium one night where he asked her a lot of questions about me. Did I ever play with a Ouija board? Yes, when I was like 12, in parentheses, I'm the ripe old age of 21 now, and a couple other questions that my sister had to confirm because well, I, I had never old. told her, right? <laughs> the ripe Shit. old age of 34. He said after that, a dark spirit began to follow me and that the office in my boyfriend and that the office in my boyfriend and I's new home is where he resides. In parentheses, not the kind of slumber party I was hoping for. That night, we had a terrible storm. It was windy, rainy, and just plain miserable. My boyfriend is a skeptic, so I didn't even bother telling him what my sister relayed to me earlier in the evening because I knew his response would be, it sounds like bullshit, which is, you know, kind of a reasonable thing. If you're paying someone to tell you something creepy, they're usually going to find something creepy to tell you. After we went to bed, sometime in the middle of the night, we both awoke and shot out of bed because our doorbell rang. Our doorbell hasn't worked since we moved in. That's super fucking well, creepy. Well, okay. So with the doorbell thing, our doorbell doesn't work half the time. Our doorbell doesn't work half the time. Sometimes, once in a blue moon, if someone jams the button hard enough, it will ring and the dogs will lose their minds. I will say this. So, I've only ever tested our doorbell since it stopped working like three or four times. And every time I've tested it, it works. So I think it's just about the pressure with which you push the doorbell button. So button, as Robin likes to say. So, okay. Their doorbell went off in the middle of the night. I told him about my conversation with my sister earlier that night. He was a believer for about eight hours. Turns out it was a power surge and it's the button that doesn't work. I apologize for the extremely long email, but I've been sitting on these stories waiting to share. I'm sure you have a ridiculously long backlog, but if you could just let me know what episode that some, in parentheses, if any, of these stories will be on so I can tune in. So we'll go ahead and reach out to you right now. Uh, you guys rock. Keep on creeping on, and I look forward to hearing back from you. P.S. Long Island has some haunted locations. I know you did the Amityville Horror House already. Uh, Lake 
Ronkonkoma is also really cool. I lived right there for about two years. There's the King's Park Psych Center as well. I would love to hear the kind of research you could put in on either of these, on either of these locations. Okay, I'm done now. Thank you for your time and attention. Best, Christina. Thank you so much, Christina. Thank you, Christina. Very well written. Very good stuff. Appreciate it. I like at the end you put best, comma, Christina, because you're the best Christina. I just think I want to put that out there. I just don't think we had an email from a Christina before. So. I don't think so either, actually. You're the best one we've ever gotten. You're oh, the best around. around. Nothing's, Nothing's going to ever keep uh, you down. Yeah, that works. Well, we both so fucked that up. Right on. Thank you for sitting that in. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so the final email of the night is titled, Ghost Story of My Teenage Years. I think everyone's teenage years is their ghost story. Fuck. Right. <laughs> Nightmares. Okay, PTSD. I hated it. Anyway, so... It goes. Hello, Robin and Adam. Hello. Hello. Adam just swallowed coffee. Delicious holiday blend from Starbucks. Hello, Robin and Adam. And they're not sponsoring us. They're good, though. I can give them a shout out. It's tasty. Third time's a charm. Hello, Robin and Adam. Hello. And awesome spooky mom, too. Aw. I love you guys. It's Nadine again, and I shared the trunk ghost story in the early episodes. Right on. I really have to say how awesome it was to hear you guys when you read my story. I seriously fangirl screamed. Uh, of course, this one you can read on the podcast. I am finally getting a chance to share my story from when I was about 16 or 17. My parents had just purchased a two-story home, and it was like the second week that we were starting to move stuff into the house. We didn't have any furniture, just boxes of clothes, so most of the house was empty. Me and my sister were trying to decide which room would be our own room. After we chose, I was putting boxes in my new room when I noticed the doorknob by the closet. It was a bit odd. It looked like the doorknob on the closet door was red hot, as if someone put it in the fire. Um, it's just Macaulay Culkin on the other side with a wow. flamethrower. <laughs> um, Christmas reference. As I was going to approach the door of the closet, I hesitated and felt this overwhelming fear of something being in that closet and the possibility that I could burn my hand. But then I started to notice in the reflection of the door handle, it was gold and shiny. A lot of closets this episode. Yeah. I wonder if this is like the two month mark since we read the episode, since we read the email about um, the ghost in the closet when the person was sending us their email. Remember the Ouija board story where they're like, I felt I heard something move around in my closet as yeah. I was typing this? Yeah. I bet you this lines up with two uh, months since we read that. Maybe. Um, so I started to notice reflection in the door handle. It appeared as if the house was on fire. It was so bizarre because I kept looking where the flames supposedly were, but it was still only reflected in the doorknob. I quickly walked away, or I quickly walked out of that room and across the hall was what would be called the office room. And sure enough, there was a fire, but it was in the storage unit outside. I freaked out and ran downstairs to alert my dad, who ran outside and said that somehow a trash can was on fire behind the wooden storage unit and had to put it out, but could not find any explanation as to how it had happened. We never talked about it again. That's super creepy. Yeah, um, not talking about it is the worst part of that. A week or so goes by and we are all settled into the house. And it was around this time that I started to have sleep paralysis. Terrifying. <laughs> it was always the same. I would find a dark figure standing in front of my closet and then attempt to sit on me and smother me. And right when I felt like I couldn't breathe, I would wake up and scream. That is the worst. I can't even imagine. I hate it when people sit on me so I can't yeah. breathe. <laughs> I can't even with you. I started to feel a bit crazy because sometimes I would hear whispering in the closet. Dude, seriously, this episode is just... Lots of things coming from the closet. And uh, I wouldn't pay attention to it. 
but would continuously, but it would continuously happen. Then I started to hear things in my head. That's the worst. I would hear voices that were not my own and I would wonder if I was schizophrenic, but it only happened while I was in the house and never away. I would have sleepovers at my friends' homes and it would be the best sleep I would get since I didn't suffer from the voices nor the sleep paralysis. I started attending church because my neighbor's family was very religious and they had a girl that was my age. I eventually became active in the youth group of the church and started asking for prayer through this paranormal situation that was happening. I kept a Bible and would read it just about every day. I can't remember when exactly, but one day it stopped. I stopped having sleep paralysis. I stopped hearing voices. I contributed it to the fact that I would pray in my room out loud and would ask for this thing to move on and leave me alone. My parents still have the same house today and I do still visit my old room, but there's been no paranormal activity since. Thank you so much, guys, for reading my story. I love the community you've created. I feel like I can share my story without judgment, and I appreciate that so much. Also, hashtag team fan. And I got a new omen baby, so I attached a picture of my sweet husky. It's so baby. adorable. I love huskies. Um, I I just love dogs. I love animals. I love dogs, cats, hedgehogs, raccoons. <laughs> she loves all animals. I love animals. Are there any animals um, you're scared of? The snake scale? I had, a, I had a dream about snakes last night. It was last really weird. Night? Yeah. Do tell. Okay, you brought it up. You have to tell everyone now because everyone's curious what your dream was. Um, I feel like it was like a dog attacking a snake or something. It was weird because I am a... Like, that's my Zodiac. Oh, it's so cute. I just showed her the picture of the husky. <laughs> it's adorable. That's my Zodiac, right? I No, not in Zodiac. No, that is Zodiac, right? I'm there's a snake. There's Chinese Zodiac, and then there's the other Zodiac. I'm, I am a snake. That's the year I was born. And so, to me, it felt weird, you know, having the snake in my dream, um, and then having a dog tear it apart. It was creepy. Um, that sounds like an omen, for sure. Yeah. We should probably look that one up. So We was... went and had tea on Monday <laughs> yeah. with some family. Yeah, and we and were just we were having fun at, like looking, looking at, at the, the tea leaves, leaves at the bottom and seeing what shapes um, they made and then googling what that could possibly mean. So. Yeah, so I don't know. It was just weird. Um a dog seeing. destroying a snake is very very specific. Yeah, it teared it apart. There were it's like the the snake had swallowed eggs or something like giant fucking ostrich-sized eggs and this dog just ripped them out of it. It was really? weird. Yeah. That's really weird because Serpent's Mound out in Peebles, Ohio, which is one of the new seven wonders of the world, is a giant burial mound in the shape of a snake eating an egg, which is supposed to depict the end of times, and the egg represents the sun. So I think there's way more to this dream than you know. We need to do some research because I'm pretty sure your dream was prophesizing the end of the world. What? We need to figure out who this dog is because apparently they're going to save us by ripping apart the snake. So, we got a lot to research. We're going to have to get back to you on what Robin's dream really means. Her jaw is literally hanging wide open. For those of you who are watching, you can see it. For those of you who are listening, you need to know. Shut up. I'm not being hyperbolic about that. I'm 100% being serious about Serpent's Mound. In freshman, no, senior year for high school for me, we had to do a book report in a group on one of the new seven wonders of the world. And my friends and I were like, let's see if anything is nearby and let's just drive to it and our book report will be a video. And Peoples, Ohio was like a six-hour drive from where we live. So we're like, fuck it, we're going. So we went and we recorded it and we got an A. We crushed it. And we researched all this stuff about Serpent's Mound. While we were there, we took a video walking around the mound and went into the, like, gift shop that shows you, like, all the history of it and stuff like that. So, yep, 100% true. 
interesting stuff. It was really fun to end on this. I feel bad because we didn't comment too much on the last email that we read. But I really think it's interesting that we had two emails that talked about stuff in the closet and voices that came from there. And I think it's great that you strengthened your faith. And through that, you were able to have this weird, bizarre current stop. So that's fantastic. Robin is still over here terrified of her dream. So I think I just poisoned her brain. We'll have to follow up with you in episode 108. Regardless of whatever topics we pick, we'll have a dream, a Robin dream follow-up. And I'll probably write a little short story like I do every now and then. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So, right on. Okay. So, thank you, everybody, for joining us for the live stream tonight. We know everybody is coming off that Christmas high. And uh, we are just so thankful for everybody that joined us today. Um, We're sure everyone's tired. But uh, we really appreciate that all of you showed up. And hopefully you guys join us for the next one. Indeed. Um, for those of you who are listening in the normal podcast version, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you to everyone who sent in your story. It's amazing that you folks share these things with us. And it's really, really fun to tell your tales. If you want to share a story with us, if you would like to share a story with us, email storytime at scaryish.com. That is our email address. Or you can go to our website, scaryish.com. Click on contact us. Fill out that form. It comes directly to us. Uh, and if you want to go to any of our social medias, you can hit us up there as well. Facebook is facebook.com slash scaryishpodcast. Twitter is at scaryishpod. And Instagram is at scaryishpodcast. There's a bunch of different ways for you to reach out to us. Whatever makes you feel most comfortable. Don't forget to go pre-order our first enamel pins yes, go, that we've go ever released. Yes, go pre-order them. Go pre-order our enamel pins. Easiest way um, is to go to any of our social medias. There's a post about them everywhere. Or you yes. go to scaryish.com. And if you scroll to the bottom, there's a little link that says Robin's Kawhi Corner. It's a little button that you can click. And that is Robin's Etsy shop, and that is where the pre-orders are available. All the links that we have posted for these things will take you there. And if you can't find any of the links, just go to scarish.com, scroll to the bottom, and click that. And uh, you can pre-order them right now. They are being made. We just posted a picture yes, of what they we, look like about I cannot, the paint. It's pretty exciting. Oh, my God, my heart. When I got sent that they were actually getting made, oh, my goodness. I was just so... Oh, my heart. I'm so excited, and it's so nice to see my babies come to life. I'm so stinking excited. Um, also next week is going to be New Year's Day, so we're going to do the stream again on Thursday. Are we? I didn't know if we were gonna delay, but if we are gonna delay, then okay, we're gonna delay. Okay. We're gonna delay. Cool. I'll have to tell my D and D group they're gonna be very disappointed we haven't played in a month. Oh, maybe we should do it on Tuesday then. No, I don't know. That's New Year's Eve. No one will show up if we do it. Oh, okay. Should we do it on New Year's Day then? Well here's the thing. Here's three options that we have. We do it on January 2nd, and everyone in my D&D group is sad. Uh, we do it on New Year's Day, and some of you may show up, some of you may not, because everyone's hungover. Or we do it on New Year's Eve, and if we do it on New Year's I Eve... I don't think anyone's going to show up. So I think the only way we can get people to show up is by encouraging it if, to be a drinking yeah, game. Yeah, I was going to say, if we drink, and they can drink, then it'll be... So get. you folks let us know what you want to do on any of our social medias. Hit us up and say what day you're thinking about doing it, but for now... This moment, we're going to plan that it's going to be January 2nd that we'll do it. And if we get enough encouragement to change it, uh, we will. And we'll see what happens with that. And we'll keep everyone posted through all of our social medias. I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, Thank you to everyone for your support. And it's been amazing this past year to look back and see how much we've grown and how much you folks have helped us out with so much. Uh, Robin, for for people, for folks who would like to support us monetarily, which Um, means money, how can they do so? If you would like to support us and keep the show going, 
Um, one, you can pre-order our enamel pins that we have being made. Two, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast where we have monthly donations, whole bunch of different tiers. That's where you can get a hold of commercial-free episodes. Also, you can go to coffee, ko-fi.com slash podcast. Those are one-time donations. All those donations help us upgrade our studio setup. Um, and yeah. So that's just about everything we have for Storytime episode number 98. Thank you so much to everyone who joined us and everyone who listened. I think uh, it's about time for that sign-out, so hit us with it, Robin. Keep on creeping on, and we'll talk to you guys later. Uh, bye bye